ladies and gentlemen, this episode of Something to Say is not an episode of Something to Say. What? This is an episode of Something to See. Because Ooh. today, we all went on a field trip. <gasps> field trip. I we love haven't these. had a field trip since what, us? Was that the last, yeah, was that the last field trip last that we took? Trip. Was us? Intentional field trip. Sometimes Intentional field trip. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had we some... planned us and we planned today. Yeah. And I guess the funny part about that is that there is a certain thread that runs between us and the movie that we're talking about today, which is, hold on, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Bo Jin Ho? Bo. Bo, bo, is it Bo? Bong Bong Jin Ho. Bong Jin Ho. Okay. Bong Jin Ho. Bong Jin Ho. Um, the movie Parasite. Oh my God! Is what we went to go see today. Yes. I had seen it before. You had seen it before. Mike, Mike yes. has seen it before. Yo has not seen this movie no. before. And I was late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you got there about 45, fun. 50 minutes into the movie, but you came at an interesting time because. Even though I think you would have felt the effect of things that happened later on, right. I felt like you saw just enough to get the idea. Had you come in like another fifteen minutes after you did, you it would have been, been, so been a rat. Yeah, it'd have been looking like, what the fuck is this movie? So, so this is a foreign film. Yes, this so is a foreign film. Yeah, foreign yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forty-five minutes late. Yeah, you kind of dug your own hole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like coming into any other a regular English Listen, speaking I film. Listen, I blame Google, Google Maps. We have the same problem. Yeah, no, like we, blame, we have the same problem. Bad. It was a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, we should say in the very beginning, like this is absolutely a spoiler zone because when this movie first oh, yeah, came sure. out, um, I was searching high and low for anything I could possibly read about Parasite about Bao Jun Ho, and okay. the thing is, like he like this is a watershed moment for this particular director because there is all this increased awareness over like overseas like here in the states but like every single profile of him did not go into depth about parasite and that like drove me insane because all i wanted to hear and talk about was parasite and like to really break apart this movie so i just want to say like you know for my own sake and everybody else's sake that this is absolutely a spoiler zone yeah for sure we're not this gonna is dance a, uh, shit. yeah no 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 this is a very very spoiler filled episode um. All right, so let's start there, right? So I know you've had, because we talked about this before we started recording this episode, yeah. but you have experience with this director before with other films, a couple of other films. Well, kind of, yeah. I, I think even Mike has a little bit more experience, but the um, I had seen a movie of his before. It was called Okja, and Okja was done with Netflix okay. because he didn't, he was tired of shopping it around to people and trying to explain like his movies to people. So Netflix gave him total creative freedom. And so Okja, it seems like a Studio Ghibli type movie. Mm. It's centered around a young girl and her giant ass pig, right? <laughs> but it ends up unfolding from there. And so like when y'all said like, if, is it family friendly or is it fun or whatever? Like I said at first, cause that yeah. is exactly it. <laughs> there was some plot twists and turns and Steven Yun plays a woke resistance bay. So, um, but yeah, I had seen Okja before and then- um, so in, when, Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I know, and I was just saying like, as far as um, his notoriety, like as soon as Mike and I saw the movie the first time, I texted my dad just to say like, hey, I supported a Korean today. And he was like, 
can you get on the phone now? We need to talk. Because Bong Joon-ho is like super, super famous and Parasite is I think like one of the highest, if not the highest grossing movie in I Korea think that's ever. Why, yeah, I think that's where yeah, I Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this has been like an event and it came out six months prior, so. So, yeah. you, so you knew that this film was already coming. You saw the trailer and all that. I did not see the trailer. I don't, okay, you didn't see the trailer. I don't watch trailers though, is the okay. thing. I just don't like watching that's trailers. That's probably smart because I can't imagine what the trailer for this must look like. Yeah, what was it? Well, that's the whole thing about it. The, that's the reason I asked is because the trailer for this film is one of the biggest lies I think I've ever seen in my entire life as far as what they show you and what happens. Now, I know there's a thing with like Marvel movies where they do a lot of deceptive trailers because they don't want to give away certain spoilers, etc. But like... The trailer for this movie is like a suspense thriller, almost horror vibe. And there are certain moments in the movie itself that are kind of, that feel like a little Hitchcockian or that have that kind of, that flavor to them. But I thought this was a horror flick. I thought this was some type of like scary ass foreign film and I was getting ready to be shocked. And the first 40 minutes of this movie had me like, Wait, so where does it get creepy? <laughs> like, I was trying to figure out the first time I saw it, I was like, this doesn't feel creepy at all. I can't even understand where a tonal shift would make sense right. to make this creepy all of a sudden. So I'm sitting here watching, like, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing, but they told me a fucking lie with this trailer. <laughs> like, they told me a whole lie, but it was a good surprise. Mm. I think it's one of those things where, um, because I had watched the trailer maybe I had developed whatever thought I had of what this was going to be. And even inside the movie, once I got used to the, the initial tone, I was still surprised several other times throughout it. Right. Now, yo, you hadn't heard of this until people just told you about this. Like, you didn't know this was like, a movie we were talking about it prior to on this kitchen table. Yeah. Yes. And yo was like, what the hell? What is he, what is this you're talking so about? After we talked about it, I had two or three friends like text me, go watch parasite. No context. No, you you need to see this because of like no, just go see it. Yeah. So after I have a three person rule. If three people tell me to, to watch something, I have to watch it because three of y'all can't be bad, right? Yeah, that's and a lot of recommendations. That's a lot of recommendations. for any particular thing in your life. Someone hits you up. So when I walk in and I sit down next to Ja, I see a young woman in the back seat of a car taking her panties off. And I'm like, where's this movie going? <laughs> what is going on? Like, what on happened here? before and what's going to happen after? Then I saw a man get fired for those panties. And, now, and mm. I didn't understand why she set him up. He seemed like a nice guy to me. Right. Right? Like a nice, wholesome, just trying to get by driver. Now he doesn't have a job. But now her father has a job. It's like, okay, well, okay. Put <laughs> <laughs> the fam on. I'm with the finesse. And from there, I was like, this is a finessing ass family. Yeah, man. All right, so let's go back to, all right, let's go back to the part where you missed. Oh, yeah, okay, the so 40, 40 minutes. Yeah, like the 40 minutes that you missed. So the movie starts off with, I guess, like a profile of this family. Mm -hmm. um, they live in, like, a, I call it, they call it a semi-basement, right? So yeah. it's like half above ground where they have just enough window. Basically, their window is like street level. Right. So they're already kind of painting these people as living in i guess i guess that's a korean hood yeah yeah essentially essentially so the, you kind of get the idea that this is like a um i guess 
lower income home. In, income yeah. home and like this family is just pretty much doing what they have to do i think the opening scene is them the son trying to get wi-fi or trying to like siphon wi-fi from a business or something around yeah the area there's because there's a cafe upstairs that right they use at least upstairs. wi-fi yeah, from yeah, yeah. so they already paint the picture of okay these people are they're not making a lot of money they're trying to do what they have to do to get by. That's kind of the very first thing they let you know is that this is we do what we have to do. If you have to steal your Wi-Fi, then so be. And they it. live like, underneath the cafe. Yeah, there's 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 businesses. There's a cafe upstairs. There's uh, the pizza spot that mm-hmm. they like fold boxes for to to make money. And you used to get the sense that like the family are like the task rabbits in this situation because I'm thinking like I used to work at a pizza place. Okay. Why the hell would you outsource the pizza box folding? Boxes, that's the, yeah, I didn't know if that was like a cultural thing or if that's something that I don't that know, but you're probably do, getting like paid nothing to begin with. Zero and then to be docked like an extra 10% because you don't know how to fold boxes correctly right. and you had to refer to YouTube to do it. It's like, okay, this yeah. is not a lucrative job. No, this is not a lucrative job at all. And so um, the son is approached by his friend to basically go tutor a very rich girl. Um, this friend is going off. He's going off to college, right? He's going he's to university. Studying he's studying abroad. That's what it is. He's studying abroad. He's a fancy uh, collegiate. Are they in South Korea? Yeah, they're in South Korea. Oh, for sure. So he's he's a fancy uh, South Korean gentleman who's going to study abroad. He asks his friend to basically watch over this rich girl and tutor her that he wants to get back with. Now at this point, we're gonna stop. <laughs> because I want to ask you the question. So I'm watching this movie for the first time. Okay. And when it got to that part, I got a little uncomfortable because I'm like, you're going to study abroad and you're telling your friend that you're in love with the girl that's in high school. Oh, yeah. Like when I graduate, when she graduates. When she graduates, I'm going to ask her like to really be my girlfriend. I was yeah. like, what in the fuck is going on here? Uh, so you want to just know whether I thought it was creepy? Because it is. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very creepy. Was that the question? Yeah, I mean, well, I guess the other part of it is too, right? Like, yeah, it's creepy to us. And it's probably, I guess it's creepy everywhere. But is it because they didn't make it seem as, the way the movie presented it is if it wasn't creepy. Like, this is just. Are you, are you trying to see, like, is that something that happens in South Korea? Is it something that happens in South Korea, or is it just something that this director just doesn't feel? Is this like a normal thing for like or to is be it waiting supposed for? To feel uncomfortable? Yeah. I didn't get that idea. The movie didn't present it in a way that I was supposed to feel weird yeah, about I it, but you. I did feel weird about it. I think so it I was just know. presented because like that is the beginning of the whole like parasite narrative. I felt because okay. like the rich kid is like the rich friend i should say is like hey you're not a danger to this girl like you're never gonna steal her right or whatever but then like this guy literally replaces him not just by occupation but because like the daughter of this rich family just comes on to him and then before you know it he's scheming the exact same thing as soon as she graduates from high school as soon as she gets into college like you know i'm gonna propose to her we're gonna make this right we're gonna make this legit so i thought that was why that was there because it sort of um initializes like this whole it it initiates initiates like this whole parasite narrative okay and it does inform you that the friend felt comfortable enough to leave you with someone he's like into right like you're not i thought that was yeah Yeah, right you're a placeholder and you're okay with that don't worry about it yeah 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 yeah. don't worry about it it's just another yeah uh, more outsourcing of jobs yes you know what i mean four more pieces um 
Yes, so so that that whole thing happens, and he ends up, you know, getting hired by this very rich family to tutor this girl, mm-hmm. and then it feel like the dominoes kind of fall from there, right? Yeah. Like he gets his sister a job, and the sister gets the father a job, right. and the father gets the mother a job, and before you know it, uh, we're all in this house together. Right. The best part is that the family, the rich family, doesn't know they're related. Correct. The rich family has no idea that they are. They are family. That's what I enjoyed coming in. Even though I didn't have that information, I just saw the finesse. I just saw people start getting jobs. It felt sneaky. Yeah, it felt real (laughs) sneaky. Like they were reading off scripts, and like it looked like Breaking Bad. Like yeah, there was that. They had that kind of element. The way they were able to get the housemaid out of the house. Was to me like Walter White level. Very yeah, with the peach fuzz and like 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 just sprinkling it. Basically, basically I'm gonna poison you, like not poison you so you die, but just poison you enough that I can like make your employer think you have tuberculosis. Their ability to gather information and execute the information to me would made them finessers. Yeah, like that was masterful. Yeah, there was. I think when I left out of this movie, the thing I said to myself was like, this movie was like. Ocean's Eleven meets Married with Children meets <laughs> like us mm-hmm. and meets like it was like a weird combination of all of these and things. It all makes sense. And it made a lo- whole lot of sense. Like I wasn't confused in the least bit about what they were trying to tell us about this society and right. like what was going on with it. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I guess since we bring it up, one of the things that Mike and I were talking about on the way back was about this overlap, it, thematically speaking, between Parasite and Us. Mm-hmm. But then the question that we kept asking ourselves is like, which is the better movie? Like, which pulled off this better? And I think that's a really interesting soul-searching question because with Us, there's definitely more fantastical elements. Like, um, But at the same time, I don't know. It's like, do you want something that feels a little bit more rooted in reality? Or do you want something where the director really had to go out of his way to create like an underground that just seems like so beyond your wildest imagination? And I think it's it's just interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if I have like an answer to that. It's, it's interesting because I think they're both ambitious in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like Jordan Peele's ambitious with everyone having a tethered. Like that's a crazy concept. There's an underground of all these people. And with Parasite, there's only one person underground. Well, like that one guy that's in the cellar. He's mm-hmm. underground, right? But like, he's not the only person underground. Yeah. He's not the only person that's like of who, a lower who, class. Yeah, who lives that kind of way. Yes. Yeah. So just a way to be able to inform that. And the way that just kind of kept letting you know that you're going under, you're going down, mm-hmm. you're going beneath. Mm-hmm. Like that sense... Or even like the way you talked about the smell of people from the subway. Oh yeah. God. Like that was so good. How like it's just a scent that can inform you of where someone's from. And they don't know it. Like remember he, they talk- he the, the father when he was saying that when the when the guy with the house homeowner was saying that the father literally smelled his own shirt. Like, yeah. damn, do mm-hmm. I like he, he was questioning himself, like yeah. do I have a smell? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even know that I was like this. I thought yeah. I was regular. Exactly. Like Jordan doesn't have a moment like that. No. Where that realization is, oh shit, like I'm beneath. Yeah. I'm under. And this is how they inform you that I'm not up. 
right mm-hmm. so that contrast to me is such a big thing it's like what kind of movies you like mm-hmm. like if you like a movie that's going to reveal itself slowly mm-hmm. parasite takes its time mm-hmm. it really takes its time like even though i came in late i didn't know what was going to happen next mm-hmm. i up until the very last moment because i was telling christina before you got here john i didn't know who the main character was i thought it was the sister i thought she was the star of the movie the okay the yeah. art the the sister that did the art teaching yes right because i come in she's she does the panties but also she also seemed like the ringleader like she taught she to me has right. this operation down a mm-hmm. veteran finesse yeah, if you will you know finesse. with yeah. past wedding crasher hall of famer <laughs> right like she's she does this so i didn't know the brother was kind of the one that was like Who set it off yeah yeah which is to me that makes a good movie though, where you're really not able to point out which character is running the show. Mm. Yeah, I think with us it was. Um, I, I think it's perspective, right? Like mm-hmm. I feel like us was more of a, you know, look at yourself and the things that you might have uh, done to end up in these situations, or the things you've done that have, you know. Uh, mistakes you've made that have come back to basically haunt you. Or the chance occurrences. You know, like the girl switching was just by right, chance. chance. Right, chance, yeah. right. I feel like this was more of a, um, this was more of society looking at you than you looking at yourself. Okay, okay, um, okay. There was a lot of, there was a lot of symbolism in the movie just from the fact that the family like lived in a semi-basement and they were literally like below ground and even like the shots of the son when he first gets to the rich people's house it's all shot from from, you know the ground up the camera is following Mm -hmm. him up Mm -hmm. the stairs Mm -hmm. and you know he kind of like even the way the camera works in that scene where he goes up the stairs and then it kind of just pans left to right as if like holy shit people live this way like Mm -hmm. it's shiny the sun is coming down Mm -hmm. on them like it's not dark it's not dreary it's like okay i didn't even know that it could be like this yeah and he's so used to you know living how he's living he probably i mean clearly they made it pretty obvious that he had never seen anything like that before yeah and um I just thought it was a real interesting way to artistically like make those make that distinction between where they were and like the life they're about to live or they're about the life they're about right. to take over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the only sets of staircases that I sort of fixated on the first time I saw Parasite was the ones in the rich people's house. Mm-hmm. Like the between the ones going upstairs and the ones going downstairs. This time, however, during the flood scene. I guess I didn't recognize how far they had to go down and I had a newfound appreciation for that because I was like, oh, there's this whole other sets of stairs that's like a further indication and that sort of helped to really illustrate the breadth of like this wealth gap between like the family that they're working for and like where their current stance was. And I was like, oh shit, I didn't see that the first time around. Yeah, they did a lot of going down. Like when they got, when they snuck out of the house, they went, you know, down the hill. Mm-hmm and down the street and mm-hmm. down all those steps and then down another set of steps and yeah. then even when they get to you know the small street that their house is on they have to go down again to get into the water flooded home like yeah right they, they really press the issue with the fact that these are the under people mm-hmm. but the, mm-hmm. the part i thought was interesting too is that how fast they forgot that because they finessed the people out of the house. Now the whole family is in there. 
The family goes on vacation. They're in the people's house drinking. You know, everyone is drinking, eating, and being merry. And then all of a sudden, the whole tone changes when the housekeeper comes back. Mm -hmm. And the part that you did miss that might have added to more effect is that when she gets fired, they saw a shot of her walking out of the house. And she walks out of the house. You can see she's upset. And then she kind of like stops in the middle of the street and looks back at the house. And you can see she's worried about something. And then she walks a little bit more and stops again. You can see there's something on her mind right. about yeah. what's in the house. Yeah. And then after the fact, once you realize that, you know, she comes back and her husband has been living in the basement of this crib for and four that years. And was like so crazy. I think in my mind, um, I compare that to Lupita Nyong'o and like us. Because first of all, they both start off crawling. Yes. If you notice like right. up the staircase, mm-hmm. you're like, is this even human? And the fact that like the housekeeper brings a baby bottle, I was like, what yeah. the fuck is yeah. happening? Well, like, is this, me out. Yeah. That yeah. creeped me out yeah. like entirely. Um, I mean, Lupita Nyong'o definitely had to do more work in sort of like creating like this fantastical character. But just seeing like the housekeeper's husband. Like that casting was so well done because he had the bug eyes. Yeah, you he know what we're talking no, about. No, yeah, no. He looked oh. affected. He looked like he had been somewhere in solitary confinement right. and was just like, "I'm losing it now. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't really have all my shit together because I've been down here in this cell." And the wild part to me is they like tied him up so he wouldn't go nowhere. But I don't think he ever wanted to leave. That like, right. That's where he lived. Yeah. Like, she just wanted them to feed him. Like what, once a week? Yeah. Like it wasn't like negotiating down from twice a week to yeah, once a week. You know. We're gonna pay them to feed him, and they still defi- And she tried to plead to their humanity, saying, "Hey, we." It's obvious at this point. Once the once the mother, once the family like falls down the stairs, and and the, the old housekeeper realizes like, "Oh, y'all are scammers." Right. She had tried to appeal to her, like, hey, we're all broke as hell, clearly. Like, y'all yeah, ain't here scamming the these people. Yeah, she used the term endearment, like, on or whatever. Right, that, yeah, that yeah, right. That literally translates to sister. It's like, you know, we're, you know, we're family. We're, we're family. in this together. We're, we're all yeah, yeah, yeah. together. And yeah. the the finessing family or the, the, the finesse mother was not trying to hear that shit. Like, nah. she was already like, right. no, like, I am in a place of privilege now. Like, I have the power here. Mm-hmm. I am the one who found myself in mm-hmm. this situation. You got fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't yeah. live here anymore. That's you don't what? work here anymore so i'm calling the cops on you i was like damn when i first saw the first time i saw it that shit almost hurt me because i was like damn like you're gonna call the cops on a lady like i thought it was gonna be good right i thought it was gonna be super good okay we'll take care of y'all i was like no we're not gonna take care of y'all y'all are criminals Mm -hmm. and i was like wait we're not scammers we're not scammers (laughs) you are (laughs) it was almost like the thing like the spider-man meme yeah, no, yeah, it was very yeah. Spider Man yeah, Mimi. Right, and like right, right. The, it's an even more like crazy level, it's almost like a mm-hmm. a Trump thing where it was like <laughs> there's maggots who are looking down on other people who don't have shit too. And they mm-hmm. think and, and they think that they'd rather be mm-hmm. broke maggots than be like broke black people or broke brown people or whoever the fuck. Like Yeah. Know. And not to make it like so much about like what's going on in America, but to me, the fear of having something revealed, like exposed, mm-hmm. is very much 2019. For sure. Like someone thinks if they got you on something on camera, you're done. You're done. Yeah. Like they compared that video they had to like a nuke. Like I could just blow you up. And I honestly feel like that's what people think about when I, I'm going to expose you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to end you. I'm going to end you forever. <laughs> you know? Well, the thing about it, even to the point about America, they, I feel like they went out of their way to 
put America like they mentioned the things they bought from the US I think two or three times yes yeah and even the fact that the son was like obsessed with like Native Americans cowboys and like and cowboys Indians. and Indians and yeah. all that thing it's like where would you have even gotten this from but it was a funny thing about like it was a funny thing about cultural appropriation almost to where it's like it felt like those things aren't and I feel like in an effort to make this movie maybe universal, it kind of painted that picture that this is happening in South Korea, but this mm-hmm. isn't necessarily a thing that this is going on all over the world. Like yeah, there's a certain oh, level sure. of like xenophobia and like um, culture clashing in certain kind of ways that I feel like is happening, whether it's in America or whether it's mm-hmm. in the UK with Brexit or mm-hmm. whether it is, mm-hmm. you know, in, in Palestine, or all these places like this. There's someone there's a lower class and somebody wants them out of here. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, I thought. Um, I I really liked how, like you said, like the like American made goods was kind of used as a status symbol because that was an extension of how the family even got in there in the first place. They had to pretend that they had spent time in the U.S. That I th- I don't know if you saw this, I but but the sister she had to memorize this whole backstory where she was like, okay, I spent time in Chicago. I graduated from University of Illinois. Mm-hmm. And that was basically all the credit that she needed in order Jessica to begin. The, and her name is Jessica. I didn't right. notice or, her name was Jessica and I thought that was weird. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, that, yeah. but that's like its own form of like, that's like its own sort of like status symbol in the same way that gotcha. I felt like this modern mid-century home was like a status symbol. Because just like with us, floor to ceiling windows, the creepiest status symbol fucking ever because you see fucking everything see, see me yeah see me in I'm, here i'm not like, worried about shit no not at all like i'm so rich it doesn't matter if you see me because you couldn't get here if you wanted to exactly like, so see whatever you want to see because exactly. you don't have enough money to even be here see that's crazy yeah <laughs> that's insane yeah no there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting little things like that uh in the and i guess to a certain it's almost like code switching right like hmm. to adopt some other form of identity enabled to, to enable yourself to be able to like occupy these other spaces or just like inform that you are of a certain status you right. know Pretty like much. if you drive a Benz like that's their form that, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah yeah no <laughs> that's like for real though right. yeah <laughs> like for sure that's something I noticed I was like why are they so infatuated with Benz cars like mm-hmm. I kept seeing those kind of cars and I was like huh that's interesting yeah and also like the Cowboys and Indians, like it makes me think about like how do other countries see Thanksgiving? Like not right. even about like what it's about, just the symbolism mm-hmm. of that holiday. Every November, there's Cowboys and Indians everywhere. Yeah. So if that kid just enjoys that, and I love what the dad said about we're paying you for this. This is like your job to just- Oh, rich right. dad. Yeah, yeah, rich dad was yeah. like, look, this is what my boy's into, right? You're gonna dress up, we're gonna do this, Jessica's gonna come out, we're gonna like we're gonna make it a thing. Yeah. And I don't really care if you like this or not. Doesn't matter. We're paying you. Mm-hmm. And that was the rich families think about everything. We're paying you. Right. Don't cross this line. Yeah. Right. Don't and you can see line. how it, it irked the father that he was being told <sighs> that he's being paid for this, even mm-hmm. though in essence, he signed up to be paid for this. Yeah. Like sure. you scammed your way into this job. Now this you're doing job. something. You were scamming on your own terms when it was cool. Now that you're in the midst of the scam and there's other things that someone else still has control of you, you feel a way about. Yeah, because that was the thing. Because I guess like when the dad is 
once um i guess they're like in the house and they're thinking like oh this rich family ain't gonna come back from the camping trip like anytime soon he's already thinking like oh i live here mm -hmm. yeah. you know like we're already here we're comfortable we finally have control of the situation i get to be the patriarch of the family and it isn't until the mom is like well if they come walking through the door you're gonna scramble like a cockroach that like you see his ego wounded it's yeah, yeah it set yeah, him yeah, off yeah. again where it's like damn like i I'm still not the master of my domain. All this right. is in my domain. Like the fun part about that particular scene is when he like kind of like yokes her up. Mm. There's a got pause. Tense. There's oh, a it pause. Got real right? tense. Oh. But it got very very tense. Yeah. But this is the same family that's been lying the entire, the entire movie. Time, right? yeah. So he's like, oh yeah, I thought I was serious. Right. So like rude. it's a very so brief second where you don't know. Now, did you believe him? Kinda. Because I didn't believe him. I only believed him because I thought that scene was going on for way too long. It, no, it yeah. dragged I was on. like, yeah, where's yeah, the other yeah, shoe yeah, going to drop? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah. so I thought, okay, maybe this is this is where this shit is where goes down. Yeah, but right. then, like, yeah. But then but, when he says that he lied, then I'm like, okay, well, what the fuck is it? Like, I remember yeah, yeah. the what? first time I was, like, so restless. I was like, well. Well, in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, I thought that, I thought he was saving face. Mm. I thought he yoked her up because he really, I thought he really felt that. And then... I think in the midst of doing it, it almost to me felt like he caught himself like, all right, I'm tripping. Let me try to like play this off. Mm -hmm. Everyone's drunk. Like maybe so, they won't take it that serious. So let me just play. Because immediately after that is when they go into the, the family comes back. They hide. Yeah. The father starts making the comments about how he smells. And to me, it just all kind of tied together this idea that the father has an insecurity that the mm -hmm. rest of the family doesn't really seem to have mm -hmm. in that kind of way. Like mm -hmm. it seemed like they didn't show this, you know, explicitly, but it felt like maybe someone had teased him as a kid or said something to him about his living condition prior. And then hearing his wife talk about how he's a roach and mm -hmm. now he'll scatter and this rich man talk about how he smells and well, all there was a the failed business element too because he uh just like the family that was like underground they tried to uh open up a taiwanese cake shop right but yeah. also fell prey to loan shark mm -hmm. so like he was probably also wounded from that as well just the fact that like they tried to make a living for themselves and it ended up just failing miserably and, and now here they are and now here and they are i was a little confused based on how they viewed themselves because when they were all in the house, even though it was very small and cramped, they didn't seem unhappy. Mm -hmm. No one seemed as if that they were in a place they were trying to flee. Mm -hmm. Even though they were consistently trying to make sure they got themselves in the best situations to get into this house to get this family. Even the dad talked about how much money we're making off of them. Mm -hmm. But when they're all together, like when they're reading the scripts and they're plotting and all this stuff, it feels like a family. But when they were up, I do believe being up also made him feel insecure. Because when yeah. you're down and you're with the people that's been down, no one's bringing up the smell. Because no. we're all in it, yeah. right? No one's thinking about the living conditions because we live here. But the moment you go up and now you're having to see someone that does not know where you come from and does not exist in that space and they're telling you that you smell. Right. Like even if you weren't insecure about it before, you might feel the way now. And I think that's what kind of kept chipping at him was mm -hmm. realizing all these things about himself mm -hmm. that was not recognizable where they were living yeah and i think that's that that climax scene was almost like that because he even looked surprised that he did it right yeah yeah, yeah for yeah, sure yeah, yeah. he was having an out-of-body experience yeah, exactly right. yeah. it all everything happened it, the the part of the movie where everything is crazy it gets crazy but i feel like he doesn't just 
does that thing for right. no reason. Like it's leading up to it very slowly. Like, yeah. And yeah. then there's that break. What I noticed the second time around was that it wasn't during the family getting drunk that this happened. Like the part where like, you know, he grabs the mother by the neck or like, you know, the collar. It was um, the part immediately after that where the rich family talks about how like that smell, that old radish smell like crosses the line. I heard like the horror movie sting for the first time. Mm -hmm. And so like you hear, you hear that persisting throughout, like even when the rich mom is doing the grocery shopping for the son's birthday party. Right. Like when there's kind of like standing over like, you know, in the grocery store aisles, like you hear it slightly. And I was just like, oh, that is genius. Okay. Yeah. So like, I guess like, you know, the scene with just like the poor family kind of like triggered everything. But then there, I feel like Bo Jin Ho is very intentional about like, kind of shifting the tone of the movie so that it's like foreshadowing the horror element or you know like the the climatic did y'all think they won't get at the house the first time you saw it it was nervous but <laughs> it was nervous but i did only from the standpoint of the, the irony of how they got out of the house was that you know the thing that set the father off was the was the mother talking about scattering like cockroaches and literally that's what they had to do like mm. they and the, i think the father didn't even get like the kids like at least crawled on all fours the father had to like slither <laughs> across <laughs> the floor right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it was sure. like really like mm -hmm. this is the only way out mm -hmm. of the situation is for mm -hmm. you to literally you already underneath the table underneath these rich people laying on the couch you have to keep yourself on the floor continue to degrade yourself in and order like, to get out of here rich people somehow never look down <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? Oh. Hey, wow. Yes, they never looked they, down at all. I mean, the father was pretty horny, so like, I don't think looking My down for him, for it. <laughs> he God, went man. super for it. And I was like, there was there was a couple of scenes. The way they dealt with like romance and sexuality in this was very awkward. Oh. It was. Super, super awkward. Yeah, like, poor people even, cosplay. I think that's what Mike <laughs> called it. Like after the first time we saw it, but I was like, oh, that's what they did. Yeah, where people was, ask for drugs. Right. <laughs> Buy me drugs and Yo, like wear those like dirty so panties, and it was like, what the. Fuck like <laughs> fucking weirdo kinky rich people. Like yeah, buy me drugs was so drugs. funny. That was the funniest line. I, I actually when I saw it the first time, I like burst out laughing because it was like this like naive straight lace like yeah suburban house mom is like all of a sudden and then she threw a whole fit about like the potential driver having meth and cocaine oh in the car God, right. she gasped as if like right. it was the worst thing in the world <laughs> and now she's getting like finger banged <laughs> on the couch and she wants cocaine and buy me drugs now it's like is that all it took like a little <laughs> clock, a little clockwise nibble rub for you to make you hot for some heroin <laughs> 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 is, is, that, is that all it took okay fine that's cool and I also kind of love the contrast that the boy who complained about the rain at the campsite comes home yeah. pitches a tent and these their whole house is flooding oh, and he's flat. outside sleeping in a tent oh my god couldn't even fuck about the rain couldn't Yo, mean anything less. to him at all Yo. and there's a guy in the cellar trying to greet you by morris cole the whole movie is ridiculous yeah but like that contrast is so real about like just like the rich family has no cares have no worries mm -hmm. the entire film and you can kind of tell even the little things like finding the panties or we have to fire you, you gotta get out of our house mm -hmm. like is if you cross the line you get eliminated mm -hmm. like you're gone mm -hmm. do you feel like i know we talked about this a little bit 
before we start the episode, but do you feel like the rich family were good people or bad people? Oh my god, I love this question. Um, I gotta be honest. When I came in, I didn't dislike them. Mm-hmm. Like they felt like Ned Flanders family. Like, wow. yeah. <laughs> like I felt like if, if Ned Flanders was like rich and had kids, like it just seemed very simple. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna go to school. We'll go to do your. School well, that's as funny, especially right. since you didn't see the beginning at all. Like, right. no, but like, I never because that's how they describe the mom. The like initially, really? just as simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, they yeah. seem very straightforward. But the thing is, they're rich, so they have no worries. Right. There's no mm-hmm. financial stress or strain. It's just keeping this together mm-hmm. with their entire world. Right. Yeah. But yeah. so I can't say they were bad, but I I, I didn't like how they mistreated people that they work with right the woman got sick like it was so easy to get rid of her he just had to take a picture of her and say is this your your housemate yeah oh she was sick i think she has tb right (laughs) and then like next thing you know oh she's gotta go right you know she got a whole husband in your cellar (laughs) and you guys just kicked her out the house they didn't didn't know know I've been here long enough to have a husband move in <laughs> and I get kicked and out because we're all swollen face. Think, because, right. because you think I got TV now. You know, but same thing with the driver. Like, you're gone. There's panties in the car. Like, they thought about him, like, having sex in the car the whole nine, but, like, mm. they didn't ask him. They yeah. didn't just, like, did something happen in the car? No, no, nothing. They didn't, right. No, they're all about just, like, keeping appearances and keeping quiet yeah. to the point where they don't even want to confront them about the exact situation, I think, in part because it's, like, if they vocalize that shit, who knows if that's going to be, like, go through the rumor mill with all, like, their rich who friends and stuff. Could, they have I this couldn't situation. tell if he was, like, a part of, like, the government or something. I was like, why are y'all so afraid? No, of he just works other... at a dumb tech company. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But, company. like, that's how vacant they are. Like, the part where they're getting home from the campsite... And the mom calls the housekeeper and is like, listen, can you make me some instant noodles, but put some fucking sirloin steak on it? Yeah. It's like, you don't have to do that for anybody. You're feeding a child, but you still want to reinforce this class status. So anyway, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to deviate. <laughs> no, but, the, I, but the question was like, do, do you, you feel think, yeah, do you that feel the like rich people were, did anything wrong? Yeah. How do you feel about their morality in general? Oh my God. I tried to explain this to my dad and it was so funny because that was the main thing we wanted to talk about. So like... I call my dad, I tell him I see this movie or whatever. He's like, oh, it's a really big hit. It's been around for like six months. I hated the ending. And I was like, why'd you hate the ending? He's like, I don't think the rich people did anything wrong. I felt like they were perfectly nice. They were civil. And I was like, yeah, but like dad, there was like a certain level of degradation there that I felt like when it came to the smell, Mm -hmm. for example, them saying that the smell like crossed the line. Like there was just certain moments where you felt like, the class strain and I think in that moment like what can I should I say that I would stab him like no absolutely not but like you could see how he was like being triggered throughout the entire time to where like he just acted the way that he did and so like it's not to say that the family was implicitly evil but I felt like there was definitely like a lack of empathy Mm -hmm. for anybody who lived below them 
so to speak. Yeah. Or anyone that wasn't them. Or anyone that wasn't right. them. Yeah. Because even like the way that the family, the poor family infiltrated into the rich family, it's like they didn't even want to go search for people. They only wanted to go by recommendations. Yes. You see yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. that sort of like reinforces this fortress-like environment that they've created for themselves. If we bring you in, we trust you. Yeah, exactly. So anyone you bring in, we trust. But outside of that, we don't need anyone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it also kind of reinforces the whole idea of of parasite, right? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, from one standpoint, it is these, it's a it's a poor family trying to like latch on to some rich people in order to like make their life a better place, right? But these also these rich people don't really seem capable of doing anything without poor people, help. without without, yeah. without these people's help, and like mm-hmm. even to the point of. Um, artistically I thought the interesting way that was emphasized was like when you see the main protagonist family in most first of all you see them in scenes together dozens of times throughout the movie all four of them and on the same shot I don't Mm. think you see all four of the rich people in the same shot except for maybe maybe that one time in the car on the way back. I don't think they show their husband. It might just be the wife and the two kids. If you don't shop. count the family portrait at the, family, yeah, in the house. Yeah, family portrait, right. Yeah. But as far as like all four of the husband, the wife, the daughter, the son on the screen at the same time mm-hmm. at a table in close proximity to one another, I didn't see that not one time. Oh, that's every interesting. Every scene yeah. of the other family, even when the house is empty, they have all the space in the world to like go to rooms and wherever they want to go, mm-hmm. they still end up sitting like right next to each other in the living room table <laughs> getting pissed drunk. Right. Like everyone is real tight. Everyone is real together. There is mm-hmm. no space really in between us. Like it's us. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. no cracks. There's no cracks in this. Like, this is just what it is and this is how we get down mm-hmm. and with the with the other family like even at the even at the end when uh you know the husband comes out and mayhem is ensuing uh people have been stabbed um you know he's calling for uh mr kim to throw him the car keys give me the car keys the son fell out he's having a seizure whatever whatever the keys uh he throws the keys in the air the husband is coming through and knocks them down. Now the keys are underneath the husband and the wife is oh, wrestling. Man. And when the rich husband comes over to the stabbed ex housewife husband, guy. the homeless yeah, guy, quote stabbed, despite the fact that this man is stabbed and bleeding and like has a, a big ass like grill skewer inside of him. <laughs> The father Disgusting. still has, I don't know if you want to call it the wherewithal or what mm. it is where he like, he still smells this guy and he's yeah. so disgusted in the midst of trying to like get right. his Ben's keys from underneath this bleeding man <laughs> that he still holds his nose to like roll over basically a dead homeless person. That was the part. Ben's yeah. Keys. And like, I was just like, damn, this is cold. That is cold. And that made it feel like they were bad people. Yeah. But like you said, they weren't. Malicious. Malicious. It yeah. didn't feel like they no. did anything outwardly evil. evil. No. But they had a lot of like rich people blind spots. Like you said, a lot of like lack of empathy. A lot of lack of empathy. Like, yeah, that was the scene that I tried to explain to my dad. I was like, you don't, you didn't feel some type of way when yeah, the rich up. dad, you know, took a whiff or whatever. And like, It'd you know. different. There'd been like a dead body there for 10 days. Like right. you think you just like <laughs> Man, just you're outside. Like you're not even right. up on a like, just, like I don't even I know you why you would and hold do that. your nose is just crazy to me. But like it's like a level of disrespect though. Yeah, you know? disdain for the Yeah, fact disdain. That you're yeah. Absolutely. And this man was living in your cellar. 
You don't right. know that, but this I mean, man, no, you don't know yeah. that like at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know nothing this, about this. This man but... worships you. you right. know, he yeah. cuts on the lights when you walk, but in this moment, you pinch your nose mm-hmm. as if he was a rat. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I thought mm-hmm. there was a lot of like interesting scenes like that with yeah. the dichotomy. Like even when yeah. the son, uh, when the son finally goes back downstairs and he drops the stone and he's like, oh, the scholar stone, yeah, yeah, he drops it and he's like looking around the corner. The shot of first of all, that's a brilliant shot of him like creeping down a hallway <laughs> and then all of a sudden you see the fucking noose like creeping up behind him but it's so dope because at a certain point before he gets like choked out the noose is like over, right his, over head. his head looking like a halo uh, and he look he looks like yeah. he's the good guy going to check to make sure like oh this lady God. isn't dead or whatever yeah and then it's like that same halo is like yeah. <laughs> and drag you down this dark ass hall oh like it was God. just a lot of like really cool shots like that. oh my that God. he set up in a way that brings the whole like the messaging home like mm-hmm. time after time after time again and the poor family were empathetic but they seemed to be having like a crisis of faith when it came to what happened with that woman because the wife the poor wife did kick her down the steps yeah absolutely. oh my god yeah, didn't look back didn't look back. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah oh man it was so smooth but on the other end they, they knew she was there Right. You know, like you couldn't forget about it. That's why dad's whole speech about not having a plan, you can kind of tell, like, he didn't know what to do. You're right. At that point, he was lost. It was it, too much had happened. And they really couldn't go back. But the next day, they all got calls to go right back to the scene. To go in on a Sunday with like two hours' notice or something. Yep. And it's so funny that the family doesn't know they all know each other, but somehow you all get invited. Like that's a finesse. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah, you know yeah, you didn't yeah. infiltrate it well. <laughs> Deeply into Deeply the situation. In the situation where like this kid can have a birthday party and you all get invited by three different people. Mm-hmm. Right. And now you have to show back up. And I love one of my favorite parts is when the son had talked about marrying their daughter and then finding parents to play their parents. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like that's how far they had took this idea. Right. Like, they we're had see this to the end. They were not going to stop. That's why it's kind of like a bummer that the old housemate came in and threw a monkey wrench into this whole thing because they had this operation. Like, in their minds, this was going to go. We weren't going to stop. We were fucking puffy in 95. Mm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, this is bad boy. (laughs) This is bad boy. There's nothing that's going to stop us. And then... She knocks on the door. They should never open the door. That's the first mistake. I thought she was gonna kill him. I thought she was gonna kill them all. Yeah, that's the first time I saw it. I was nervous too. I was like, oh, here's no, where it gets creepy. No, like, don't you fucking open that door. Why would you ever yeah, do that's that? That's what I'm saying. It's raining outside. Her face is swollen. I thought she had killed the other family. By the way, I thought I, she was drunk. And they yeah. never explained <laughs> that either, which is the only thing. The, the only peaches. main. But this was like months after the fact. Was it months? Yeah. It, the, well, you didn't see. You, you didn't see when she initially got fired, did you? Did you see when they mm, fired out the, the I, I saw how they set her up. So it had been a little I, I was they didn't give you a time, but I was under the impression that it had been a while since she got fired and then came back. Because I thought she, maybe it might have been loan sharks. Like the loan sharks. I don't know if they're like coming after her. Up. Maybe. It was or, her, well, face her, was split. her face was swollen on one side. And then when she got downstairs, the first thing she asked. It couldn't have been was, the peaches because when she left the house after she was, she, good. she was good. Hold on, but what about when the girl got the peaches from the refrigerator and rubbed that it on her face? But did, did her face well up though? No, like she rolled up to the house with her face swollen. Half her no, face no. was swollen and her lip was split. I'm talking about when we were fighting for the phones. Yeah, and no, she went to the refrigerator. Oh, the peaches happened then. Yeah, peaches definitely happened. Didn't her face react? 
to the peaches afterwards. I thought like her face got swollen. Probably. I mean, she was definitely reddish yeah. looking. And, like, okay, swollen, okay. So that yeah. was the thing. But I when she first came to the house, she was already messed yeah, up. Yeah, and facts, I was thinking facts, to myself, like, damn, how? It could be. Maybe, I guess shots. it didn't matter. I mean, I guess it didn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> it was just I'm weird. not opening like, the door. You have a woman that shows up and you don't even address why this woman is bad. You presumably don't know, don't even know this Yo, woman. Nah. I right? guess I'm, I'm assuming the only reason they opened the door was so that like the story could go. Like I, They felt well, like if we don't open the door, like... They mentioned that they felt like she was making a scene. Yeah, making okay. a scene. I don't, I don't know okay, how their neighbors true. are set up, that's but true. I know if someone's ringing my neighbor's door consistently, someone's going to be like, someone's yo, what's going like, on? What's happening over there? So they finally I, relent, yeah. And they were drunk, by the way. A lot of this is like, you got That's true, they're eating doggy. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, sister yeah. was eating doggy treats, yeah. and she was like, oh, shit. So <laughs> they weren't even making sound decisions at this poor, point. A lot of poor judgment. Was a lot of poor judgment. I know they were so happy. They yeah, were so happy. they were. There was like a moment of bliss where they just felt like they were up. That's how you knew it was suspicious. That's how you that, yeah. You're like, fuck, this is this too is good. This is going way too good. It's just a matter of time for this. Yeah. I didn't know how bad it was going to get. But when he hit him with the rock, that's when I knew. It was I thought down. he died. That was I the one thing was I was done. like, he's for sure dead. The yeah. second the second rock the throw. Se- yeah, the first one was like, okay, damn, it. it's a lot of blood, but all right, maybe. But mm-hmm. then the second one, like, smash you in the head. I'm like, yeah, you're you pretty sure go- you're you supposed to check good. out. Yeah, 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 you should be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fucking rock. We it's saw that the rock, rock too. when the when their house had flooded, the rock was at the bottom. It was on the <laughs> ground. Yeah. That's how fucking heavy it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um... What were some other things you found interesting? Oh my god, I feel like there was a million things I found interesting. Oh yeah, the other thing was like, and this is like so super specific, but I loved how in the poor people's house there was a lot of like Korean traditional Korean like decorations, mm-hmm. whether that was like calligraphy or stuff or just like the tassels and stuff. But then when you got to the rich people's homes, again as an extension of how they f- see Western culture as like a status symbol, it looked like some Frank Lloyd Wright shit. You yeah. the only the only sign of any Korean traditional anything was the cabinets that was hiding the cellar, right? With like the uh, yeah. with the pe- with, with the, the peaches and yeah, the plums and everything like that, and the, and the that stuff in the stuff. jars that right. were like fermenting. That was the only to me that looked like the only traditional aesthetic part of that entire rich house, and I thought that was fascinating. Oh, I say, which is also telling because that was in the basement. Yes, <laughs> like that. That yes. that too is like below the mm-hmm. surface. Like that's for those people. Like right, we are and presumably when now. you're like doing a tour of this house, like you're not gonna go to where they keep storage. No. so no. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, no, that was definitely a very interesting part of it. And the the kid being able to recognize they all smell the same. I yeah, first that, of all, that was the that other was thing crazy. like us. Whereas yeah. like the little boy knows this shit. He knows what's going on. The whole on. entire yeah. time you think like, okay, like is he really traumatized by this event? And it turns out he is, but the boogeyman that he's drawing just happens to be the seller guy. Somebody uh, down it was so funny when he came up he saw him like <laughs> and, and I was using bright white eyes in the oh, shadow halfway so up good. the stairs it was like, so such good. a good shot an amazing poster like, there were so many posters I want from this movie I yeah. swear this was some great shots yeah no the cinematographer great was shots. like on it on mm-hmm. it on it like, mm-hmm. yeah it seemed like something that was special about the boy like you can't really put, like place your finger on it but he mm-hmm. seemed to be super intuitive and I couldn't really figure out where his character was going Cause I didn't know if, if like when he did that were they gonna catch on like yo why that's what I thought I thought oh shit this is where it starts to break they just dismissed him like all right bro go play like, yeah yeah okay you're being rude 
But <laughs> I, I guess the way they framed it, it kind of came off like that way. Like it came off like, oh, this is like a rude little. I mean, he kid. sniffed the man. Yeah, he put his whole nose <laughs> like, in the man's fabrics and like took a deep inhale of his soul. Like that seems pretty rude. But you and know he what? The next lady, like. He wasn't disrespectful. Like the thing is, it was like a child curiosity. Yeah, like, kid being a kid, kids say the damnedest things, and they sniff the damnedest things but too. I guess it's such a difference between the way his dad used scent, right? Because his dad used scent to look at class, like the son used scent to recognize family. Like, mm. oh, all you guys are the same, right. but it's not like you guys are the same because you're poor. You're the same because you're family. That's true. And he never like really kid, said, "Oh, this is bad." No, yeah, yeah. He, didn't, he didn't put a That's judgment true. on it. He just no, said, "Y'all like, smell yeah, like." Go see Jessica. Oh, she smells like them too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I guess some of that is like the innocence of kids who don't like they haven't been. Yeah. They haven't been like jaded with all of this bullshit that the world gives you to even know about yeah. who's poor and who's not. It's just like, yeah, this is the family. This is what y'all, y'all smell like. Exactly. Mm. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was kind of... Did he die at the end? The kid? It's yeah. hard to tell. Because the mom was saying that in order for him to recover from a seizure, he needs 15 minutes. Like, he can't even wait in the emergency room. Like, he's got to get to the hospital in, like, 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah. And you don't really go back to address no. that family after that whole thing. Oh, no. Nah. oh, no. What do you think was... Okay, so all of this crazy shit happens, right? And mm-hmm. then we get to that last, like, seven minutes where they don't know where the dad is. The sister is dead. We've got the son and the mom, and the son is basically uh, still thinking about his dad. Like, where mm-hmm. is my dad? Right. And they go through this whole letter writing back and forth, and then it kind of ends in a way that makes it seem like that was all a dream or that was all, like, wishful thinking. What do you think the purpose of the that whole wishful thinking part? Because they could have ended it a million ways that had nothing yeah. to do with... The letter back and forth. So what do you think that thing is with like the hope of, okay, yeah, I can. I'm going to come back. I'm going to buy this house. And then I'm going to like save this situation. Or I'm going to like, I don't know, like uh, represent my family in the right way since we did some bullshit before. We're going to be looked at as honorable people now, I guess. I just didn't. I just wondered Mm. what you thought the symbolism part of that. I was just waiting for him to drop the SoundCloud link. The SoundCloud. You're like, the what? thing is, he said, "I need to make money. I need to get paid. Yeah, I need to get paid. Cool and all of yeah, that, but like, I need to get some money." His whole attitude was, "I need to get rich, right. and not just get money. I need to get rich, rich to buy this house." Yeah, and that mentality to me is like capitalism, right? Like, if you're a have not and you've been a have not, what else is there for you to do but to become a have? Yeah. And how do you do that? How do you, and what's the best the way to go? The only about way to become a have is to have money. And the thing is, they lost everything. I didn't lost my sister. I didn't lost my dad. I didn't lost the house. What is there to do? Mm-hmm. Get money. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, for sure. Like, what I loved about seeing the movie the second time around was just how intentional Parasite was about absolutely everything. Like, every... Like every open thread there was had like a closing thing there was always like a call back and response and mm-hmm. they're like you felt that stuff was being referenced over and over again that everything seemed intentional so when i'm thinking about the last seven minutes and like the letter writing i'm thinking about all the way to the beginning where the scam is starting to begin they get the flake diploma drafted so that this guy can tutor like this little child i know you didn't see that part yo but like the son is reassuring the dad like hey don't worry about it 
this isn't really a scam because I'm going to go to college in a year and I'm going to get this for real. That's true. Yeah. So this is preempted. Right. This is preempted. This is just, it's like strippers. Like, I'm just doing this for the time being and then I'm going to quit this shit and then go to school. And I like, had no idea right that scholar stones and strippers were going to be brought up in the same conversation, but there that is go. fine. There you go. That is fine. That is why we have something to say. Yeah. So the dad, uh, so the son is always giving the dad hope by presenting the same sort of plan that the dad can't always provide. There's that youthful hope and that youthful optimism. He's he's always making his dad proud by being like, listen, we're going to figure something out and I'm going to have a plan for this, right? So that's what the letter symbolizes. It's like a same the same extension of that relationship. But I think the reason why it doesn't end on the fantasy sequence that it does is because Parasite is hammering home how impossible that the situation yeah, is yeah. given the current class structure you saw how hard they had to work in order to even scrape into like a whole different living situation and they had to scam the fuck out of that yeah, shit you know what i mean and steal and lie cheat and steal like, all yeah. that good stuff and so i think there the film is just reinforcing the fact like you know what like you want this to be a happy ending but it's not going to be not. that easy i kept saying just end I just wanted to close out. I kept saying, like, if you don't stop the movie, when his dad came up out and was walking to him, I was like, fade to black, fade to black. Like, I just need to know this turned out okay. And when it did. End on this moment in the sun, you know? Yeah. Because it's all they wanted. And the sun ends up basically in in the exact same place, right? Mm -hmm. He's back in the semi basement and he's Mm -hmm. sitting there, like, in the dark, holding the letters, like, shit. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think, Joe? Um. I mean, for in watching the sequence, I was like, damn. For, my first thought was, would he have, like, when he went back to the house the first time, it was, like, in the snow, and he was like, kind of just, like, looking at the house, and there was new people there. It kind of made me think, like, what would, after all of that shit, would you even want to go back to that house? Sure. Like, I wouldn't have even thought, I wouldn't have thought, oh, my dad is hiding in that same house where all that bullshit happened. Like, I, I don't know if that would have occurred to me. So, in my mind... I was like, damn, do I even want to revisit this place? Much less revisit it all the time. Mm. Enough to where he like was able to sit there and, and see a new family in the fucking freezing cold. That's a good point. Yeah. Like, damn, that's a pretty like traumatic thing to continue to put yourself through over and over again. But I mean, I guess also, like, he said he had brain damage and like he would seem like you know, they, the doctor said, oh, you know, they, they he, when people have, you know, shortly after brain surgery, they laugh a lot. And even when he and his mother went to go see the sister's ashes, I guess that was. like, you know, Yeah, like, mm, the like, cremated and, ashes. Yeah, the cremated yeah. ashes. And mm-hmm. he still kind of had like a smirk on his face. Yeah. So, I guess you don't stop craving the material comfort is the thing. Yeah. Especially when it happens like that. That whole situation was traumatic. From getting hit with the rock to yeah. losing your sister. For, like the whole thing to fall apart the way it did. But I also feel like them not finding your dad, it's like, okay, where, did, where would you go? Well, there's one place we know where no one knows. <laughs> well, <that's true>. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it kind of felt like cycles to me where if someone has a job, if you lose that job, that job's gonna get replaced. Mm-hmm. Like someone's gonna fill that void the same way that seller, the guy was down there working and now he's not there no more, but someone took his place. Like, Maybe you should have refinessed. <laughs> like they 
Instead sure. of refinance, yeah. you refinance. Yeah, he's gonna refinance the German people on some shit because they wouldn't have <laughs> known what was going on. Like, <laughs> like they're, you're German. They said they just came to this country. Like, you have no idea what was happening on this block. But, and the realtors damn sure weren't gonna tell you. Like, he might could have refinanced with the mom. Man, like, how hey. much work is that? I mean, it did so. Also, there was a whole criminal case. <laughs> oh yeah. There was. <laughs> yeah, they look at they got probation. Right, some crazy shit to get probation for. Like well, they did so much, but <laughs> into the lot. Now, granted, neither of them did like the violence. Yeah, so I they also it. don't know the full extent of it at all. Yeah. No they don't know about the whole, right, the whole scamming thing. Scamming they just up. think a homeless guy wrecked right. havoc. Yeah, they didn't leave no paper trails. I gotta say, right. they were smart about like they were good scammers. They Parasite, really, no paper yeah, trails. No paper trails. <laughs> no like, paper trails. This, this is gonna be a clean job. Yeah, <laughs> no face, no case. If, it, if they just didn't get drunk, like if they would have just Pretty held much. it down, yeah, yeah. if they could have just stayed off the liquor a little while, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Come on, you gotta celebrate. You come if you come up, you gotta come up. Oh, but I, yeah, I know exactly. Oh, that's uh, a lot to think about. Yeah, I think a lot about how like politicians in particular give people a hard time when they, like people at food stamps and you try to buy something besides like white bread. You know what I mean? Right. Like I had, like in the beginning of my writing career, like I had food stamps because I was just like, I learned this could be a thing. But then like I understood the urges right then and there because in every other aspect of your life, you were meticulously thinking about every single aspect in which you're gonna get by. Like you're making every single calculation in your head and that shit gets really fucking tiring. Mm. So what these rich politicians don't understand, it's like, Every once in a while, you just want to fucking release. And sometimes you just don't want to have to think about shit. And that's how you get the drinking sessions where you're eating doggy treats by accident. Out here. Because you just need a release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. That's big facts. Yeah. So it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, definitely one of the best ones I've seen this year. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm interested to see like how, um, how this whole thing plays out come award season. Oh my god! Because I am too, but except that Bojan Ho called the Oscars like he was like, "Isn't that some like local award show?" Maybe he won't show. That, maybe he'll win and won't show up and just be like, hey, "Yeah, I was a can already." Could, you yeah, know, I'm I could, good. I got what I needed. Yeah, festival season's done for me. I do feel like Christina. I need to read everything about him and about this movie. Yeah, I've like, watched a lot of interviews since I saw this movie just to try to understand who this guy is and like his approach to things. And I have to watch the other two, Okja and. Uh, I mean, there's a there's like several others like Snowpiercer, Snowpiercer the host. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm there's a bunch. Homework. Yeah, so I need to see all these now because now I'm just interested in how this guy's mind works. Facts. Like beyond the fact that I like this specific movie, I just want to see like how do you approach these other things? And mm-hmm. I know you said that he has a similar pacing and maybe a similar style as he far as he loves toying with genre right it's he not, loves his toying with genre like one type of way yeah. Which, to me it's cool if you can do it well yeah like, mm-hmm. if you can pull it off I just see someone trying to execute this style of movie and it going terribly because you know it's hard to really nail a tonal shift when it goes from like a quirky family comedy to oh, like yeah. suspenseful and mm-hmm. bloody and violent you know, like all of these things come together and then none of it feels forced. None of it feels like he was trying too hard to do something. Like you said, to be that, too clever. Yeah, like it was ambitious and it was clever, but it wasn't overreaching to do some extra shit. Like to your point about the family being simple, like I think yeah. he kept it pretty simple in the midst of some really complex moving parts that are happening. 
There's yeah. a lot of moving parts. And it's just nothing kind of fell out of place. I will say that about the pacing. I will say that about the family. I will say that about the characters. The acting was really done well. Yeah. You know, like, pretty good I feel like casting wise, they kind of killed it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Something to See. I guess yes, that's who we are. Uh, <laughs> produced by Michael Saba out here in the SWATs. And listen, we can't um, put this podcast together without your support as we do it on literally our kitchen table. Um, so if you're interested in throwing a couple bucks our way, helping pay for our SoundCloud premium account, head over to patreon.com slash something to say. We're out. <laughs>